hear God's holy, inspired, and inerrant word. Psalm 56. To the chief musician, set to the silent dove in distant lands, a victim of David when the Philistines captured him in Gath. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day, for there are many who fight against me, O Most High. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? All day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather together. They hide. They mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life. Shall they escape by iniquity? In anger, cast down the peoples, O God. You number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. In God I will praise his word. In the Lord I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Vows made to you are binding upon me, O God. I will render praises to you. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling, that I might walk before God in the light of the living? If I were to pick a a theme for this psalm, if you were to remember Psalm 56, it would be, do not fear what man can do to you. Do not fear what man can do to you. And if I were to pick a key verse, I think it would be verse 11. In God I have put my trust, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? As I have mentioned previously in the Psalms that we have been going through recently, there is a gradual development within the Psalter that we can see. And there are certain particular sections of the Psalter that go together, that flow together. We can even see that in the divisions of the books in the Psalter. We noticed a couple of psalms previously in Psalm 53 that that psalm sets up the next few psalms for us with that initial statement, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool, we, could, we looked at before, is anyone who does not know God, who does not make God his trust, who does not look to God nor submit himself to God's word or his law. He clearly is not one who meditates upon the law of God day and night. Psalm 1, you see. And many of these fools are even within Israel. Yes, the psalmist writes about his own uh, countrymen. He writes about those others in the Old Testament, Israel. And we have seen how one of the greatest weapons that these foolish enemies Uh, One of the greatest weapons they use is the tongue. In Psalm 54, the Ziphites, David's own relatives and countrymen from Judah, were foolish and tried to hand over David to King Saul. Is not David hiding with us, they said? In Psalm 55, David's former advisor Ahithophel, who betrayed David, was the fool. 
And David prayed that God would turn Ahithophel's counsel into foolishness. You remember that. In that psalm, David said of his betrayer, He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. And here in Psalm 56, it is the Philistines who are the foolish. You see, these various enemies in each uh, subsequent psalm, these various foolish enemies who are opposed to the psalmist. And here in Psalm 56, these Philistines are twisting the words, again using their tongues as weapons, twisting the words of the psalmist, as it says in verse 5. Now, the Philistines were those who blatantly and unabashedly hated and opposed the true and living God. That's a little bit different than David's own countrymen um, or Ahithophel. The inspired inscription introducing our psalm says, A victim of David when the Philistines captured him in Gath. The story, which is the background to this psalm, as well as Psalm 34, is found in in 1 Samuel 21, verses 10 through 15. You might remember that shortly after David had fled from Saul, he came to Gath seeking refuge, probably trying to go to a place that Saul would not think that David would try to hide. Ultimately, we don't know why David went, went there. He most assuredly did not think that the Philistines knew about him uh, and that he was one who had any claim to the throne of Israel. But he found out that they had even heard that song after David had killed Goliath. I don't know that they knew what that song necessarily was from, but they had heard that song. Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. So when the Philistines seized David and brought him before Achish, the king of Gath, they said, Is this not David, the king of the land? But this statement was in actuality not true, at least not yet. In the words of one commentator, this remark was an exaggeration of a rumored takeover of the throne by David, a rumor that was clearly false but one that someone like Saul would have also spread and easily believed. Remember, David is not trying to overthrow the kingdom. He is not willing to harm God's anointed king, Saul. But in any case, this false accusation of the Philistines was used against David and brought his life into great danger. So, if you remember what happened, he feigned madness. And remember, he he acted as if he was insane and even spittle was running down his beard in front of the king in order to escape from the hands of the enemies. And he may have even been put to death by them. Now, whether David was completely right to act so deceitfully is not the point of this psalm. I'm not going to comment on that at this point. But even when David had done wrong in his life, this did not prevent him from giving thanks, and from worshiping and praising the God who had delivered him. But in this psalm, we see how much David feels surrounded by his foolish enemies. Wherever he goes, he is surrounded. When it comes to his countrymen, when it comes to his familiar friend, when when he comes into enemy territory to find a place to hide. So he says in our Psalm 56 verse 2, 
My enemies hound me all the day, for there are many who fight against me. And in verse 5, he says, All day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. But in the midst of this, David remembers God's faithfulness. He remembers that God is with him and for him. Verse 4, he says, In God I will praise His word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? In verse 11, In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The same verse, verse 11, is quoted in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 6, with reference to believers in the New Testament era not fearing persecution. So the author of Hebrews takes this psalm and then he applies it and he brings it to the New Testament church situation. He applies it to God's people suffering persecution like David did. And I think it is important for us to see that the psalms of the Old Testament do not present for us a different religion or a different view of the Christian faith than the New Testament, but rather one and the same. The song of the Old Testament saints is the song of the New Testament saints. We sing in the Psalter about New Testament themes and ideas about the teaching of Christ. What passage comes to mind when looking at this psalm in the New Testament? Is it not the one where Jesus said, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear Him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell? That is what we are singing about when we sing this psalm. And what a wonderful picture we have here in this psalm that God knows about and numbers our wanderings. Not just yours and mine, but all the saints throughout the history of the church. And he puts our tears, our every tear, into his bottle. And not one of them is forgotten. But that's because this psalm is ultimately about Christ, isn't it? It is because the Father remembered Christ's tears that he remembers ours as well. Christ has enemies on every side, literally far more than David ever did or that you and I shall ever have. The whole world opposes Christ, and even you and I would if God had not first changed our hearts. And did not Jesus' enemies twist his words against him? And even when it comes to verse 13 of this psalm, we must see Christ there as well. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling? It is so easy to lose sight of the true humanity of Christ when we lose the psalms and when the church is not singing the psalms of Scripture. But maybe a New Testament text can help us here. Hebrews 5, 7, when referring to Christ, says, "...who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears..." to him who was able to save him from death. Jesus cried out to the Father who was able to save him from death. Here we see Jesus' real humanity. 
and was heard because of his godly fear. Know, therefore, that when we sing this psalm and others like them, we are singing about New Testament Christianity. We are singing about Christ who took on true humanity. We're singing about all of the enemies of all of God's people in all ages, the foolish enemies of Christ. And know that it is because the Father delivered Jesus' soul from death that he will deliver our souls from death one day as well. We sing this in Christ, remembering that the Father delivered Jesus and the Father will deliver us. So, with those thoughts in mind, let's uh, turn to our Psalm of the Month, which is in our Red Psalter once again. 